0: Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today is an exciting day after eleven chapters, eleven Prakkim, we are finishing Mishnah Trumos with Peregud Aleph, Mishnah Tess, and Mishnah Yud. One of the themes that we've seen over and over again, not just in Mesakhla's Trumos, but really throughout Mishnah Rayim, is the concept that Truma. Produce that has the sanctity of truma, one is not allowed to destroy, one is not allowed to waste. They can only consume it in the way in which it's supposed to be consumed, either through eating, through drinking, or possibly through smearing through using, anointing oneself. But barring that, one is not allowed to wantonly destroy truma. In fact, it's a mitzvah of truma, to guard the truma. That being the case, if you have a truma pepper, or for that matter, any truma item, one can't just go and feed it to their animals. That is considered wasteful. The food's for you. Animals get animal food. You eat human food. Do not feed your truma to the animals. However, what happens? What happens if you have a food that's truma, but it's an animal food? What if something that's an animal food that happens to be have the sanctity of truma? So you may ask, well, how would that be? If it's only animal feed, so then it shouldn't. It's not susceptible, or not. It won't. It won't. It's not. One's it not required to remove truma from it because it's only human food. Food for human consumption. As he learned is are required to remove truma from. So the answer is going to be that there are some foods that, although generally they're consumed by animals, there are times perhaps in a pressing situation, not in a pressing situation, and there's famine, when there's less food around, when there's a supply chain crunch, then a human may consume this food, and because of that, they, we're gozer on this food that it's also, one also must designate truma from it. One of those foods are vecht. Vecht is some sort of bean-like plant. And a vecht is a standard in, in our Mishnah for really any sort of feed that sometimes a human consumes, but generally it's used for animal consumption. Kashini truma, vecht, that is truma, again, this bean-like plant. Ma'achanos le'bihim ol'chayos le'tanik golem. The Kohen, and only the Kohen, can feed it to his domestic animals, to his wild animals, and to his chickens. Because it's the Kohen's animals, and therefore, only the Kohen can have Hanah, can have benefit from this truma, so he feeds it to his animals. However, what happens if you have an animal that belongs to the Kohen, but it's now in the property of a Yisrael, of a non cohen of a Yisrael? How would that be? Very simply, he rents it. You have Mr. Yisrael goes up to Mr. Cohen and he says to him, I know you have an animal rental business, can I rent this cow for the day, and here's ten bucks. Well, says our Mishni, The Yisrael is allowed to feed the truma to the kohen. How How can it be? The Yisrael has to feed this animal. Um, it's his responsibility to feed the animal while he's, while he's renting it. However, because it ultimately belongs to the kohen, therefore anything he feeds his animal is really just benefiting the kohen. He's just standing in there for the day and feeding it, and so he's allowed to feed the animal truma. Conversely, the cohen's is talking about part the rents the animal from Yisrael, Even though when part of the obli- the rental agreement, part of the lease agreement is I'm going to feed this animal, and all right, that would be ridiculous if you rent the an animal for five days and you don't feed it, then it will die. So even the part of the rental agreement is you have to feed the animal, ultimately ultimately whenever you feed the animal is benefiting the owner, not the person who's renting it, and therefore the, Yisrael, the Kohen does not allow Lo yichel no Truma, he cannot feed the Vecht to of Truma Vecht to this animal. Now here's a unique case. This is a case. that's almost like it's more of a it's, it's more business-like, less le- less rental. You have to have a business mind for this, and that's as follows. What if you have an animal? The way the Mishnah calls it is Yisrael Shisham. Pardon me, Cohen. He assesses the value of the cow before he leases it from the Cohen. What's he doing? So essentially, it does as follows. It's a bit of a business proposal. You know, he wants to make perhaps a little bit more money. When Yisrael goes to the Cohen, he says to him as follows: The cow is now worth fifty bucks. What I will do is is I am willing to take to pay back for any, for any decrease in value on this cow in the event that it does decrease in value, which means if I rent it now and in five days from now, for whatever reason, either because the cow gets less healthy or perhaps because the market changes and the cow is worth $25, I will, I will cover that loss. I will cover the loss and, and pay you back the $50 regardless of what the value of the cow is when I, uh, w- when, when I return it. And what what am I getting for that? So obviously it's going to be that if the cow increases in value and it becomes seventy five dollars, well then I will get the increased amount. I will get the additional amount. So basically what he's saying is, you know, it's almost like like we're, we're buying stocks in this cow. That if it decreases in value, so I'll cover the loss. If it increases in value, so then I will uh, I will get the, I will get the gain and benefit from it. That being the case, well says our, says our Mishnah. Well actually this is the case. I I let's flip it. If the Israel is the one. Uh, sorry, correct, if the Yisrael goes and, and basically does this from the Kohen, So the Yisrael may not feed the cow the Truma. And the reason for that is because although the cow technically belongs to the Kohen, the Yisrael is considered a part owner because he accepts the full responsibility of the increase and decrease in value of this cow. So essentially, in a way, he's making himself what is known as a Shudaf, uh, a partner, by, by agreeing to take on whatever responsibility, whether it's an increase or decrease in value. And that, if that's true, then the Kohen is not par Yisrael. The Cohen does this to Yisrael, Machani truma. So Although we said earlier that Cohen rents a cow from a Yisrael, even though he's it's incumbent upon him to feed it. Ultimately, it belongs to Yisrael, to the non-Cohen. Therefore, the Cohen can't feed a Truma. Well, in this case, because the. Cohen is accepting upon himself full responsibility for the value of this cow. Therefore, he becomes a part owner, so he could feed it Truman. Because whatever he feeds it, ultimately is going in in this case is going to affect the value of the cow, and thus it's going to affect affect his the outcome of what he's going to uh, uh, make at the end of the day. Fine. Mishnah test the final Mishnah in this parak. We have uh, discussed that if Truman becomes tame, it cannot be eaten; it must be burned. However, when you burn it, a Kohen is allowed to have benefit. In fact, perhaps may even be required to have benefit from the burning. And this, actually, this burning may be its own separate mitzvah. It may be its own separate mitzvah. It a focus rashi tozvos about what the definition of uh, why exactly we burn it and how what we're doing when we burn it. But for the, for the time being, what we're going to say is as follows, that one, someone has, let's say, a jug of oil. Cohen Kohen has a jug of oil that is, has to be burned because it's tameh. So then... Only a Kohen can have benefit from, from it, but a non-Kohen may not have benefit from it. By this is a fascinating discussion that comes up. I went to Yeshiva Karim B'yavna, KBY, which is on Kivutsat Yavna. What's Kivutzat Yavna known for? Think uh, the grocery store. Kivutsat Yavna, pickles and olives. So there are pickles and olives. It's a pickle and olive factory in, on Kivutzat Yavna, and they make olive oil. Well, they, it's in our so they have to take trumas and maestros. What would they do with the truma? The truma is out tummy nowadays. Well, they would bring it to the yeshiva and give it distributed to the Kohanim to put in their Hanukkah candles. So I got free oil, which was truma, and therefore I I was able to burn it, right? Because Hanukkah candles, I can't eat it because it's tumay and world tumay, but I can certainly burn it and get the benefit of burning the candles. Thus, we utilized this extra truma. Now, just two points. One is that it ended up being a, more of a hassle because. Uh, as we all know, the two times a year where there's a religious obligation to spill things is the cup on Seder night has to spill all over the white tablecloth, and also at some point over Hanukkah when everything looks all nice and pristine, one of those uh, glass cups has to spill over with all the oil, and then make everything oily for the next six years. So, what, the problem is that, although normally, what do you do? You just clean, kind of clean it up, wrap it up, and throw it out. If it's true, you can't waste it. It still has to be burned. So it ends up becoming a big hassle because you have to be very careful not to spill. Additionally, there are those who are opposed to this for a couple of reasons, but one of the reasons that I saw brought down was that when you burn this oil, you're supposed to have, well, according to this opinion, you're supposed to have benefit from it. When you burn the candle, what's the one thing we know? We don't, we don't, El as we sing, we don't use it, Only look, we only look at it. Part of the we candles is we don't, we're not allowed to have benefit from it, so it seems to be a tartis-asvi, a stira, a contradiction. On the one hand, we're supposed to benefit from the truma, on the other hand, the de- definition of Hanukkah candles is we don't benefit from it. For that reason, there are those who are opposed to this practice. But leaving that aside for now, because too much of a tangent, but it's the last Mishnah, so we can go on a little bit of a tangent, says our Mishnah, although only a Kohen is allowed to have benefit from the burning of the the tummy, the impure olive oil, truma oil. There are cases where we allow even others. We allow others to have benefit from it as well, and the reason for that is because this is all rabbinic. Matlika the Bakinesios. One may take it's called Shemensrefa. Shremensrafa literally means oil that must be burned, so it's a Truma oil, that's tame. One may use it in the Baseheim Base in the in the in order to lighten the Shul. the or in the study hall in the base medrash. Or even in dark alleyways, which is fascinating. It's, that's considered a public need, and therefore we allow although normally again you're not allowed to we run and decree: a non-Cohen is not allowed to benefit from it, but for public needs, one is allowed as well. Cohen. If there is a Cohen present, you're allowed to even use it over a sick person, because we'll say the coin is going to have some sort of benefit from it. In similar case, Bas If a daughter of a of Yisrael marries a Cohen, now she's a Bas Ashus uh, Cohen. and she comes often to go back home to hang out with her dad. Via madlik birushuso, so the father may light Trumo oil that is tome even when his daughter is present when she comes home to visit. So when she comes for Yantif, the father can light on behalf of his daughter. Now there are two cases where there's a bit of a dispute whether one is allowed to light, and that's as follows. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda says we're allowed to light trum oil in a in a bais hamishita, a party house, in a banquet hall, but not in a base of oval, not in a house where there is um uh, someone sitting shiva. And the reason for that is because we're concerned in the shiva house maybe someone will pick it up and take the lamp out. And the reason Rabbi Yehuda says that is because in a shiva house no one cares about getting dirty because everyone's already wearing old clothing if you disagree he says, no but say, oh, well, I will love in Mishta. you could do it in the house of morning but you can't do it in the in the ban- in the banquet on the, ban- the, ban- the party house because these saying, brass people will these more of a chance people will bring it out in the uh, base Mishta. a third opinion of mayor Omar, also come kind of the counter kind of mayor says it's always prevent the light but whether you're in a of a base of Eilus, or you're in a base of Mishtim. And the fourth opinion is going to Rishim, Matar says, No, it's always permitted to use it. Hadran Allah Mesechles Trumos. Thank you so much for learning with me, Mishnaiah's Trumos, and I look forward to continuing tomorrow with Mishnaiah's Maestras. Everyone should have a wonderful day.